Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. The hope and the prayer is that you will forget. That's where the administration is. The hope and the prayer is that you will not pay attention to what you know to be fact, and rather you will be distracted by the shiny object, by the yelling of squirrel and looking in the other direction, that you won't notice this is the hope. And it's a hope based on years of practice in trying to get us to do these things. How narratives move and maneuver so we don't pay attention to what actually is going on. That's exactly what's happening with the border right now. Take one moment and work your way into spinning that with pure, raw, unadulterated outrage, even if it's manufactured, in an effort to get people to forget this is what we are seeing. This is the story of Border Patrol and the horse and how we are seeing people react to it as opposed to the situation in and of itself and as opposed to Afghanistan. You should be outraged. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz. Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, Tony Katz. Everything, TonyKatz.com. Let me give you the baseline. You have, at the southern border, a disaster. Everybody and their mother knows that it is a disaster. Everyone. The administration can't help themselves from saying, well, you know, this is all because Trump this and Trump that and Trump the other, when none of it has to do with Trump. This all has to do with Joe Biden and the belief that Biden is letting everybody in because Biden kind of said as much. Or we could make an argument in a different way. That he certainly never said enough to get people to say, wait a second, they ain't going to let us in. People are coming to the border with the full-on belief they will get into the country. And so you have Haitian migrants who have left Haiti for all sorts of reasons. And there are reason, reasons to leave Haiti. They've gone to other countries. And now they are working their way to the United States 15,000 of them at the highest count. Now that number is just under 8,000. They're under the bridge in Del Rio, Texas, on the U.S. side. They crossed over the river and came to the United States, and they want to be able to stay in the United States. These are not refugees. As Representative Henry Cuellar, Democrat, reminds MSNBC... These are not refugees. There, let me ask you about some of the, the images we're seeing of... That's the wrong one. I had two Henry Cuellar pieces of audio right there. Here. Let me help you right here. Well, you know, certainly, can you do both at the same time? Absolutely. Let me give you an example. President Obama and Secretary Jay Johnson, they treated the, uh, the immigrants, uh, the migrants with respect and dignity. But at the same time, they followed the law. If they're not supposed to be here, then with all due respect, you got to send them back. And you don't have to send them to Haiti because, as you mentioned, some of those folks were flying in as tourists uh, into Mexico, whether it was from Chile 
Chile, Brazil, Ecuador, the other countries. So you send them back to the countries where they were at. And again, I understand what's happening in Haiti and we got to provide assistance. But if you read the asylum law, an assassination, uh, the assassination of a president is not uh, a reason to come in under asylum. An earthquake, uh, even though it's terrible, doesn't allow you to come into the United States under the asylum law or even cartel violence. That doesn't fall under the asylum law. Uh, so you've got all these reasons why these people aren't refugees. And that's from the Democrat Henry Cuellar. They're not refugees. They are migrants. And we, as a nation, have laws. So you have this situation where they've been coming across the border. You have this conversation where they're entering the United States, and they are not, like Jen Psaki wants to claim, going to be here just for a couple of days. What a ludicrous, nonsensical claim that is. Fox News' Bill Malugin on that subject. So look, uh, that was an interesting press conference, and you guys have been talking about Jen, uh, Jen Psaki's comments that she doesn't believe that the migrants down here uh, intend to stay for a long time. That's news to these folks down here. If they were to actually come down here and talk to them, I think they would realize that they're not traveling from halfway around the world to go on a little camping trip for a few days under this bridge and then just go back into Mexico. They intend to stay. They know under the Biden administration, if they can just step foot on U.S. soil, they will have a chance to be released into the U.S. Of course, every rational person knows that that's what they're hoping for. And there is a literal encampment. On the U.S. border, it looks like a third world nation. There are no working bathrooms, mind you. It's a horror show. And in that horror show, you have had Haitian immigrants trying to get in the United States and Border Patrol doing their job. Doing the job they're supposed to do. And in doing their job, some of them are on horses. And they're controlling the horses with the reins. And there's this photo. Oh my gosh, there's a Border Patrol agent utilizing a whip against a Haitian immigrant. Translation, there's a white man on a horse hitting a black man with a whip. That's how it gets translated. And you have people out there. Like Jen Psaki immediately throwing the Border Patrol under the bus. First, uh, we understand and agree that this has been an incredibly heart-wrenching issue. We've watched the photos of Haitians gathering under a bridge, many with families, and the horrific video of the CBP officers on horse on horses using brutal and inappropriate measures against innocent people. I think it's... Brutal and inappropriate measures against innocent people. Keep that in the back of your heads just for a moment, because this is Jen Psaki, the White House press secretary, with a full-on attack of Border Patrol. The inappropriate people, the inappropriate measures, I should say, are those who have broken into the United States. They are the ones who broke the law. If entering a place you're not supposed to is allowed and no force can be used, can you tell me why Ashley Babbitt was shot and killed? Oh, I'm sorry, too soon? Too, too soon? You want to go down the road? Guys, I'm willing to go. I'm willing to go all the way down the road. This Border Patrol agent has been suspended pending an investigation. What investigation?
What are we talking about? What's the need for an investigation? He's doing his job. Didn't use a whip on anybody. What in the bloody world is this? The U.S. Special Envoy uh, to Haiti resigning because of this. Breaking news, and, and we'll get the senator's reaction. Sure. The special envoy, the United States special envoy for Haiti has offered his resignation, uh, Senator, including in a letter to Secretary of State Blinken, uh, and said he will not be, I'll, I'm quoting from the letter now, he will not be associated with the United States' inhumane, counterproductive decision to deport thousands of Haitian refugees and illegal immigrants to Haiti. Uh, and goes on about how the, the conditions there are so tough and that he would not be part of this policy. So we ask... So people are resigning because we want to deport people to Haiti. Because it's inhumane to deport people to Haiti. Now, which is, is it inhumane to hit somebody with a whip, even though it's not a whip, and nobody was being hit with a whip? And I don't know why anybody said the word whip, unless, of course, you want to attack Border Patrol agents. Or is it inhumane to actually enforce the immigration laws of the United States, the border of the United States, and deport people who shouldn't be here? That's inhumane? I use all of this as pretext, and I've got a lot more audio. You want to know how crazy this goes? How about Representative Maxine Waters? She's in the rain when she says this, so it's a little hard to, to hear, but turn up your radio. Listen. That is Representative Maxine Waters saying this, what we witnessed takes us back hundreds of years. What we witnessed was worse than what we witnessed in slavery. I want to be clear about something. Representative Maxine Waters never witnessed slavery. Just as a matter of pure practicality, she never witnessed it. That's number one. She could have witnessed some awful things, but she never witnessed slavery. Number two if the Border Patrol agent doing his job is worse than slavery, well, we can't have any more conversations because that would be accepting the ignorance, the bigotry, and the hatefulness of Maxine Waters, who only wants to take a look at the visual and take a look at no context within it and say, see, it's an attack on black people. Wanting to continue the racial strife in America, but all of it dedicated to a different value dedicated to a different desire they think that the border patrol agent is an abomination they think this is inhumane they think this is like slavery yet it was this administration less than 30 days ago that left americans to die in afghanistan left afghanis who were helping us to die in afghanistan at the hands of the taliban to be raped, to be tortured, to be murdered. Yet this, at the border, a photo radically out of context and lied about from the beginning, that is where they are focused. And that's where they want you to focus. And the answer is no. We won't. What happened at the border with this Border Patrol agent and that Haitian is not worse than slavery. And Maxine Waters clearly doesn't understand anything about slavery. I know she's black. I know I'm white. And the answer is, so what? 
I'm Jewish. That doesn't mean that somebody who isn't Jewish could know more about the Holocaust than I do. Maybe they've studied more about it. Maybe they know more particulars than I do. Just because of my religion doesn't give me some kind of secret knowledge, and just because Maxine Waters is black does not give her a secret knowledge. This is the conversation that gets people like me fired because it is too honest and people are desperate to spin it. Luckily for me, I speak pretty clearly and nobody has to question what I'm saying. The color of your skin, your religion, the immutable characteristic does not give you a secret knowledge. Only knowledge is knowledge. And if you think a border patrol agent on the border protecting his nation is the same thing as slavery, you are beyond ignorant. You are a damn fool. And Representative Maxine Waters is that damn fool. What an insult to the people who endured the horrors and the hellscape of slavery, whether it be in the United States or around the world. But all of it's so much, such a better conversation for her, she doesn't have to answer why the United States, under Joe Biden, left Americans for dead in Afghanistan. It's just a shift. You get to shift the whole conversation, baby. You get to move it all about. It's the freaking hokey pokey. And that's what it's all about. Moving the narrative. You put it in, you put it out, you put it in, you shake it all about, and then you forget what's going on on the other side. That's what it's all about. And us, we're not going to be a part of that. Us, we're going to remember that Joe Biden and Mark Milley and Lloyd Austin and Anthony Blinken left Americans to die in Afghanistan, left them to be tortured in Afghanistan, left our Afghan partners to die and to be tortured in Afghanistan. They don't want us to remember it all. So they'll make something up. Meanwhile, they'll attack Border Patrol agents to make something up because they clearly don't even believe in having a patrolled border, do they? The issue is not with the Haitians. The issue is with the Americans. The issue is not with the people breaking the law. It's with the people enforcing the law. Unless, of course, their people enforcing the law are doing it at the Capitol, in which case, bang, bang, pew, pew, totally fine. It doesn't take much to see through it. You just have to be willing to be honest with yourself. Unfortunate for us, we're willing to be honest with ourselves. And our days of the hokey pokey are over. I'm Tony Katz. These people are going to make me pay attention to this Gabby Petito story, aren't they? Because I will admit, the story is awful and terrible. Please don't get me wrong. And I have asked the question out loud, why are we paying attention to this story as opposed to other stories of people who go missing or people who have been murdered? I I, I do have questions about that. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. But now there's a question about the parents of the guy. So so the story is there's this woman, Gabby Petito. There's this guy, Brian Laundrie, L-A-U-N-D-R-I-E. They date, they don't date, they date, they don't date, and they, they do a lot of travel. And the travel bloggers, I guess, and they're, they're on a, 
they're, they're traveling, and I guess they had one of their many fights while they're traveling, and the police were even there, and you can see the, the, the body cam footage. She's crying. He's trying to explain it. Maybe he's abusive. I don't know. Next thing you know, they go about their business. He ends up coming back home to Florida. She doesn't come home. Where is he? Where is she? Where is she? Where He, does, he won't say anything. He's staying at his parents' place. Where is she? Where is she? Police are protecting the guy because there are crowds now saying, where is she? They go searching for her. Another uh, uh, travel blogger actually sees the van in one of the, one of the videos they took. Tells police, hey, here's where the van is. They search the area. They find the body of Gabby Petito. They're able to identify it a couple days later and say it was homicide. Meanwhile, Brian Laundrie is not at his parents' place. He's, I don't know, out for a walk. Nobody knows where he is. They can't find him. He's actually caught in a certain area on camera, on like one of those deer cameras that people have set up, so you know when they, you know, things are passing by. I think it was the Carlton Reserve. They're looking in that area. FBI raids the house. They tow away the, the, um, the Mustang the, the, the guy has. Next thing you know, the family, the parents, they've come home, and they're driving the Mustang. So now people are saying, wait, 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 wait. If this guy, Brian Laundrie, was there at his parents' house and is no longer at the parents' house, did the parents help him escape? And doesn't that make them accessories? So now it's a question of should the parents be arrested? Now, they had to have been questioned a million times. This is, I mean, you got to admit, for any story, there is a crazy amount of intrigue here. We shouldn't forget that a girl was killed. Parents who will do anything for their children is an interesting part of this story. Because what is the story that their son told them versus what is the story that is the truth versus what is it that investigators know that we do not know? This is where it gets, for any story, this is where it gets fascinating. In terms of the actual story. But as to why we are focused on this murder compared to others, can't answer that question. I will tell you that I would like to see an, an America where if somebody is murdered, we want to find out who did it. And we're willing to do the work to try and help find out who did it. I don't want to focus on just this one story. Thank you very much. But I will admit. This story has some weird twists and turns. They haven't found this guy? That's weird in and of itself. This is Tony Katz today. I don't oppose the vaccine. I do oppose force. Forced vax, forced masks, I oppose all of that. And to that end, I clearly support the Australians who are pushing back against a radical government that believes only, solely, exclusively, and specifically in force. Tony Katz. 
Tony Katz today. It is so good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. Everything at TonyKatz.com. The Australian government is really proud of itself and proud of the uh, force that they are displaying. I mean, just listen to some of their officials. So, for example, if organisations like AFLNT decide that all players and spectators at all footy games in the future must be vaccinated, that is their right, and we will back them in to enforce their right. So I'll say it again and again. If you want your life to continue close to normal, get your jab. If you want your life to continue close to normal, get your jab. This is your government acting against you. So now when we have these demonstrations and people saying we're not going to take these lockdowns, you understand why. Those people in Australia are having rubber bullets fired at them. Well, what makes you think it's going to come easy? The Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, condemning the violence and calling for calm, stop doing this to the people. Because the calm will come when they throw you out of office. I don't know why this is such a, a, a shock to people. Do you really think that people like to go easily into that good night? I am sure that President Xi Jinping called for calm in Hong Kong. But what was the value of calm? They're fighting for their freedom. And then they got crushed and the world did nothing about it. These are not words, guys. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind require that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. Dear Lord, the Declaration of Independence is exactly that. It's a declaration. It is, hey, King George, kiss our ass. That's what it is. There is no bigger FU in the history of the world than the Declaration of Independence. Governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. So what makes Scott Morrison think that the way he's doing is the only way it's done? What? it is stunning to me when people go down that road and what they have, of course, to the, on their, in their disposal is, is government power. And government power is a serious, serious thing. Which is why I favor small governments. I favor Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution of the United States. I favor getting rid of these agencies. I favor dismantling and abolishing the Department of Education. I favor small government and keeping things in the hands of the states. Federalism works best when the central government is small. So it's, a, it's not even a radical notion. We've proven it to be true. So so I oppose the force. I oppose the violence by the government in Australia. I don't oppose the vax. 
I, I, I just I just don't. I think data is there. So the CDC has released some data, and I, I released some data. I know I, it's very often hard to know what you think of of the CDC. Um, the FDA is clearly going to authorize boosters on Pfizer for people 65 and older, and they're not going to do it 65 and under. And Johnson and Johnson has now said their booster is supposed to be absolutely fantastic. But then I have read some things where people are saying that there's no such thing as natural immunity. That's just a lie. That is a flat-out lie when people say there's no such thing as natural immunity. If we need to be making sure that we give people the opportunity to utilize natural immunity, we ensure that people who have natural immunity aren't thrown into these, these other groupings where they're told they also have to be vaccinated. They don't have to be vaccinated if they have natural immunity. So this data, when people think about a third dose, uh, they say they tracked 20,000 people who got a booster. They found no major safety concerns, uh, similar or slightly milder side effects than the second dose. Less people, on average, saw fever, headache, and chills. And look, I've talked to people who've gotten vaccinated who had no issues whatsoever. I've talked to people who gotten vaccinated who were down for a day. It just wiped them out. But in terms of whether or not the vaccine has value, the vaccine has value because it lessens symptoms. So you survive COVID, which brings us to the weirdest story out there. And that's the story of Garth Brooks. It's a weird story. So he's got a, uh, a series on Facebook inside Studio G. That's Studio Garth. And I have nothing against uh, Garth uh, Brooks. I, I've seen him in concert. It was, it was, a, it was an absolutely great show. It was a great, fun show. I I would see him again. But this is weird. So as the story goes, he is going to start doing smaller venues. He's going to do a dive bar tour. And to attend the dive bar tour, you have to have proof of vaccination or the results of a negative COVID test within three days. And that, in his view, doing the dive bars is somehow safer than the stadiums because the dive bars are vaccinated. And I read that headline and I said, oh, Garth, Garth, Garth. The absolute unwillingness to look at the science and understand it is just remarkable. So let's go through it again for the people in the cheap seats. Let's help each other help other people understand what it is we're dealing with. I have told you I am not anti-vax. I have seen and I have shared that clearly the vaccine helps. But what does it help? It helps you deal with the symptoms of COVID. Now, we should note that still 99% of people don't die of COVID, don't have any issues. They get through it just fine. People with comorbidities, specifically obesity, although there are others that are, you could argue are obesity related, have tremendous problems with COVID. Obesity is the big one. That should be a conversation, not from the government. What the hell does the government go? Did you hear my story about the milk? 
They took a look at, at milk and they said, yeah, this whole skim, fat-free milk nonsense. No, no, no. Whole, whole milk with, with, with the fatty, it, it's fine. It does not add to cardiovascular uh, issues or, or cardio disease. As a matter of fact, uh, it, is the, it is the skim milk that does. It's the same thing as when they said, oh, eggs are terrible for you. No way, eggs are fine. Coffee, terrible for you. No way, coffee's fine. These people don't know a holy damn thing. So don't look to government to figure out how to feed your family and how to keep your family healthy. You do it. And your kids are spending nine hours a day in front of a computer screen playing video games. Put a treadmill under their damn feet. 20 minutes of working out. Go walk outside with them. Ride a bike. It's too cold. Get yourself a bike. Do some push-ups. Do some steps. Do anything. Walk up and down the stairs 20 times. You're in charge. It's your family. Be a role model. Actually do the damn thing. Of course you can. You're going to rely on government to figure out how to do it? Government can't figure out how to do it. Just so we're clear. Last time government looked at trying to help with the health of your kids, Michelle Obama was feeding your kids nothing. <laughs> so, so maybe you shouldn't look in that direction. But the vaccine helps you. The vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID. The vaccine does not stop you from spreading COVID. The vaccine does not stop you from getting COVID, the vaccine does not stop you from spreading COVID. If you get it, it helps reduce the severity of the symptoms. So what does it matter if the crowd is vaccinated or not, Garth? I'm asking. You may want them to be vaccinated because you want them to survive COVID because you're a good, decent, loving dude. Right on. But it's not going to stop them from spreading it. It's not going to stop you or your bandmates from spreading it. So what does it matter? Secondly, as we have seen in study after study, ventilation is the key. Moving the air around. That's what results in far less cases, cases of transmittable COVID. So why in the world are you doing dive bars, which are these small enclosed spaces... When you should be doing stadiums where you can open up the roof if they even have a roof, because that's much safer for everybody involved. It is not safer that you're only doing dive bars because everybody's vaccinated if you can still spread everything around. And yes, even the vaccinated person can still get COVID. I can't believe that we are dealing with people who are so desperate not to pay attention to the science. Why is it so difficult? I mean, why is he going down this road? The great thing about this is the fans are vaccinated or they have to show a three-day negative in advance test. So we're not even testing those people who are vaccinated who can also carry covid and be spreading it to other people. They don't get tested. This, this is a complete and total unwillingness to follow the science. You're unwilling to follow the science. How do you believe what, to, what you believe? How am I supposed to believe you when you talk about these things when you don't make any sense? What will I find out next? You don't have friends in low places? It would be much better. And it, we should be clear, Garth, he, he's not alone in this. 
Dave Grohl, the Foo Fighters, everyone's got to have a a, a, a a vaccine. He's wrong. Hey, it's his show. Do what you want, man. I'm just saying, when it comes to the science, you're just wrong. You're 100% wrong. When you take a look at what's going on with stadiums, you've got all of these fans getting into stadiums, and you're not having, after two, three weeks of of NFL and college football, you are not having massive outbreaks of COVID. Why? Because... They have open air in a lot of places, or they've got good air circulation going on in a lot of these places, which is exactly what you want. Absolutely, absolutely what you want. Everything would be better if we just paid attention to the science. Everything would be better if we were just honest and clear and rational about the science. But we are not. We clearly are not. Whether it's the people who run the school boards or whether it's the people who are playing make-believe in terms of the leadership of Australia or whether it's Garth or, or the Foo Fighters. Guys, you, you, you can play whatever show you like. And people can choose not to get you know vaccinated and then not go to your show. And of course, that that's that's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. But you're not following science when you do it. You're following what seems to be fear. Or you're engaged in a level of wokeness to get other people to think you're doing good when that's the furthest thing from what you're doing. But you've got the money to be able to handle it, so you know. No, no one's going to worry about you, but you're not doing it right. And I really wish you would. I'm Tony Katz. By the way, just to follow up to that Garth Brooks story, because I, I didn't get to a producer already mentioned to me during uh, the break. You know, Garth Brooks and, and, the, and the science of, of, of COVID, right? He, I, I don't think he quite understands it. But the idea of dive bar shows is totally awesome. A, a chance to see Garth at a dive bar? Fantastic. It's like seeing Bruce Springsteen at the Stone Pony. Of course you do. Without question, you'd go to that show. Foo Fighters want to do dive bars? How do I get in? 150%. That's not the issue. The issue is that, you know, they're making a claim about science that just isn't there, and I I find that to be pretty ugly. I'm tired of people lying and not getting it right about COVID after all this time, and they're supposed to be the sophisticated ones. Meanwhile, Representative Pramila Jayapal, who had a birthday party without wearing a mask, progressive that she is from Washington State, she is making the claim that progressives will put an end to the infrastructure bill if the $3.5 trillion bill is not passed. She's talking about the $1.2 trillion, the bipartisan effort. 
if you don't pass the $3.5 trillion, the reconciliation bill, which really has nothing to do with infrastructure, as we've been discussing and showing for weeks now, uh, they'll, they'll put the kibosh on the other one. Understand who these people are. They are absolutists. It is our way or no way. We don't care. We want to spend on what we want to spend on. Remember, $3.5 trillion is a made-up number. They would much rather the number was $13 trillion. And when you give them $13 trillion, you know what they'll say? Not enough. These are bad pseudo-intellectual people who are committed to their ideological cause. And that turns on a lot of voters. Commitment to the cause. Going down with the ship, man, that's who they are. They don't care about infrastructure. They don't care about whether or, 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 or not you've got a working bridge. <laughs> who gives a good holy damn about working bridges? They get the ability to uh, enact this on Green New Deal and that on child care and curbs on, on cryptocurrency, whatever else they can do to you to move their ideology forward. Oh, I don't think this, this deal is going to happen. I don't even know where the compromise can come. But I'm, I'm happy with that because both these infrastructure deals to me are just uh, are no good. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Instagram, Tony Katz. Be sure to follow me there as well. This is Tony Katz today. Tomorrow, everyone. Take care.